is coming up now on Established in the Faith. And God said it's time to go up and take the promised land. And my folks, I'm here to tell you today, if the church will preach the cross of Jesus Christ and ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move in our country, we can take America back. We can go up and take the country. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 20, move down if you will to verse 7, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother. And speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. I want to start right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. The great sin of Moses. The great sin of Moses. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning I thank you for this platform that you have given to stand before your people and to minister your word. And I thank you, Lord, for every person that is under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, this morning as I bring forth your word, Lord, I I ask that you hide me behind the cross. Lord, that the people will see you and you only. Lord, anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth. Anoint your people to hear it, to receive it. Lord, that we might be drawn closer to you. And that's my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. Just a cursory reading of this chapter, one will most likely come away 
with the idea that the punishment that God pronounced upon Moses and Aaron for merely striking a rock instead of speaking to it seems to be extreme. It's a little bit severe, if you will, for no more than what was done. The punishment does not seem to fit the crime. But I want you to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. God is always right in everything that He does. God is always right. And that being said, if we have a problem with what we're reading here, perhaps we need to dig a little bit to find out why God saw this as being such a severe situation. And it was severe. If we dig a little bit, and Lord help me to bring it out this morning, perhaps you will understand the severity of what Moses did. The Bible tells us that Israel wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. This of which I just read to you took place about 38 years into that sojourn, which God never intended. At a particular point in time, God told Moses to choose out 12 men. And these 12 men were to go into the promised land and spy out the land, which they did. When these 12 men came back and gave an account of what they saw, the Bible tells us that the people became unsettled. But the Bible says that Joshua and Caleb stood up and said, Julie, if you will, pull it up on the screen, Numbers 13, verse 30. Caleb said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's faith talking. That's faith. But the men that went up with them, verse 31 said, We be not able to go up against them, for they are stronger than we. And catch this, verse 32. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel. Israel's wandering around in the wilderness was because of misguided faith. They placed their faith in an evil report rather than a good report. And because of this evil report, all of Israel became unsettled. There has been an evil report that has been propagated all across this country. 
And it ain't just happened within the past few weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been going on for years. By the news media in this country promoting and pushing an evil report telling lies and half-truths. And I wonder today, just as Israel got unsettled because of an evil report, I wonder today how much of the church has become unsettled because they're placing their faith in what the news media says instead of what God's Word says. How many churches right now have put their building programs on hold because things are a little bit unsettled in our country today? How many churches... Their, their, their whole growth program for the church has been put on hold because of some coronavirus. But all of Israel wandered around in the wilderness because of an evil report. They placed their faith in an evil report rather than what God said. And the men that placed their faith in God and said, we are well able to go up and take the country. Church, we are well able to go up and take this country. Church, we can take America back. We are well able to do it, and it's not because of any particular political party, but it's because we have the message. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And it don't make no matter if it's a black man, a white man, a Hispanic. It don't matter who it is. I don't care what your nationality is. The gospel is for you. We are all one and the same at the foot of the cross. And when the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached, that opens up the door for the Holy Spirit of God to move. But Israel had problems. And let me tell you something, the church has got some problems too. There is a problem when I look out across this congregation and everybody in here is white. And I'm not saying the problem lies at the doorstep of Friendship Church. But this ain't nothing new, ladies and gentlemen. The 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning has always been the most segregated hour of the week. And until the church comes together under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary, this racism problem is not going to stop. The church has the solution. And the church needs to start preaching the solution. And not only preaching it, but doing something about it. And making other people feel welcome. This ain't a white church. This is a church for anybody that wants to come and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. But the whole nation was unsettled. Caleb stood up. Glory to God. But like I said, because of their unbelief in God and their belief in an evil report caused them to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years but God provided for his people the desert area 
is a place of extreme temperatures. Extremely hot during the day, extremely cold at night. And God provided a cloud by day to keep the people cool. And he provided a pillar of fire by night to keep the people warm and to give a little light so that they could see what was going on. God provided. That's God's air conditioning and heating system. Glory to God. And it didn't go out either, my friend. That air conditioning system worked for 40 years and the compressor never went out. A breaker never tripped. A wire never burned up. Ants never got in there and stopped up a contact to where it didn't come on. It was always there, ladies and gentlemen, because that was God's air conditioning and heating system. Glory to God. I wish we had one like that here at Friendship that would last 40 years. And Brother James, I wish I had one at home like that. God provided for His people. That part of the world is infested with serpents, poisonous snakes. And the evidence is that God sent His angels to clear the path, to clear the way. Brother, I don't know what kind of insecticide He used or or, or pesticides or whatever they used, whatever them angels sprayed, but them serpents had to go. Glory to God. Don't you wish you had some of that? You could spray around your house and keep the snakes away. God provided angels to clear the path for His people. He provided manna, food. My God was able to set a table in the middle of that wilderness where there, where there was no Ruby Tuesdays. There was no McDonald's. Are you hearing me? There was no Pizza Hut. But yet God provided the first pizza there ever was. The manna, they got up one morning, walked out there, and there it was, laying there on the ground. God said, you can take an Omar a day. Let me, let me read you this. Julie, if you will, pull it up on the screen. Exodus 16, verse 16. Are you able to do that, darling? Exodus 16, 16, Okay. Every man was allowed an omar of manna every day, which equals out to six pints. Considering there were approximately three million people, this would play out to some 18 million pints or about 13 and a half million pounds gathered daily. Think of that. 13 and a half million pounds of manna was to be collected daily. It would take a train pulling 45 freight cars, 15 tons to the car, to take care of one day's supply. And God did it every day. Glory to God. How great is our God. God is able to provide. God is able to supply whatever is needed. And God said it's time to go up and take the promised land. And my folks, I'm here to tell you today, if the church will preach the cross of Jesus Christ and ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move in our country, we can take America back. We can go up and take the country. Ladies and gentlemen, we can do it by the help and grace of God. God provided water in the desert. 
Exodus 17. She's already ahead of me. You're doing a great job, darling. She's only costing me $10 a week to do this. <laughs> She's doing a great job. Thank you, darling. Exodus 17, verse 1. The children of Israel pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. And the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. Think of this. Over three million people. They've just come out of Egypt. Just a few days into the wilderness. Rephidim, a desert place. And there was no water. There was no, no, no water for the, the, the men, the women, the children, even the, the cattle, the animals. No, no water, period. None. Three million of them. And in verse 5, the Bible says that Moses prayed to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel and thy rod. Take in thy hand and go. That rod, a stick, was a type of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 6, Exodus 17 Verse 6, God said, Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock. 1 Corinthians 10, 14, the Apostle Paul said, That rock was Christ. When Moses smote that rock, With that stick in his hand, it was a type of Jesus Christ being smitten upon Calvary's cross for the sins of all mankind. And the Bible says there came water out of the rock. That water that came out of the rock after it was smitten is a type of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, Julie, if you will, put it up on the screen. John 7, verse 37. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers, notice the terminology, shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit. Glory to God. That water that came out of the rock was a type of the Holy Spirit that is now made available for you and I today. When Moses smote that rock, I mean the water literally gushed out of that thing. A raging torrent of water, a river. Waters to swim in. The little animals were just playing in it. The little children were just, just playing in it. Plenty of water to drink. 
I remember as a kid, back in elementary school, I guess it was maybe first, second grade, we'd all go out there on the playground. They'd give us about 15, 20 minutes to get that raw edge off after having been locked up inside those four walls for a few hours, and they let us have recess. And I remember running out there on that playground. We were playing Dukes of Hazard. I always wanted to be the Duke boys, but I always ended up being Roscoe. Some of you younger ones don't, even, don't know who, who Roscoe is, but... I always ended up being Roscoe, and sometimes they chased me, and sometimes I chased them, but we'd run just, just as hard as we could run for a good 15, 20 minutes, and then the teacher would blow the whistle. It's time to go back in. I was always the last one in line. And we'd go back into school, and there was a water fountain sitting right there at the door when you go in the door, and she'd stand there, and there's about 20... 20 of us in line after we'd done been running wide open and it was hot outside. She'd stand there at the water fountain with her hand on that little knob and she'd twist it a little bit and a little water would come out. She'd stand there and she'd say, Just a sip. Just a sip. Because she knew if, if, if we went there and got our bellies full in about five, ten minutes, teacher, I got to go to the bathroom. So she'd stand there and say, just a sip. I got just enough to wet my lips. Just enough to make you mad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just a sip. That describes some Christians. When it comes to the water of the Holy Ghost, all you want is just a sip. But I'm here to tell you something today. God's got all that you can handle. God's got plenty of Holy Ghost to go around. And God's people need to get in that river. Get in that river that's flowing. That river is flowing today. I don't care what the news media says. I don't care what the Democrats say. I don't care what the communists say. I'm here to tell you today that water can flow today. And it can flow in your heart and life if you'll seek God and ask Him for it. But understand this. You can have as much of the water of the Holy Ghost as you want, but it was all made possible through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary's cross. If it wasn't for the cross, ladies and gentlemen, there would be no flowing of the Holy Ghost within your hearts and lives. You need the Holy Ghost. We've got to have it. The water I drank yesterday, could grace and mercy, that clock's gone crazy. I don't know what it is. Ever since this coronavirus thing started, that, that clock's got the virus. I turn around and look, and I've done been preaching 30 minutes. Folks, I know it's getting hot out there in the parking lot. I'm, we'll have to finish this next week. But I was up on the roof working this week. Getting ready to put some new tin on my barn. And I was out there like something crazy, 11, 12 o'clock. Sun just bearing right down on me. And I want to get that lice board or two in place because when I come off the roof, I knew I won't be going back up there in no time. 
you know, and it was supposed to rain the next day, and I just wanted to get to a natural stopping point. And I had drank water the day before, but friend, let me tell you, when I was up there on that roof, the water the day before was not going to slake the thirst of, of today. Are you listening to me? And what you got as far as the Holy Ghost 20 years ago when you got saved, or five years ago, or maybe it was just yesterday, you got to have a fresh touch. You got to have a fresh swallow. You got to have a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life every day, and sometimes three and four times a day. You got to have it. If you do not drink of the water that Jesus Christ has supplied for you at Calvary, my friend, you are going to dehydrate. And you are going to die spiritually. How many Christians do we have in this nation today? They are spiritually dehydrated because they will not get up to the fountain and drink. But there's plenty of water, folks. There's plenty of water. God provided water for His people. But in this particular situation of which I read to you today, there was no water. Well, why won't there any water? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry go to establishedinthefaith.com click on the donate tab it's easy and all donations are safe and secure through paypal you can also mail us at established in the faith p.o box 601 bailey north carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.